Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brawl Podcast. Before we start, I wanted to give a little background on why we are doing this podcast and who I'm doing it with. First is our Montana State fanboy, Jaden. Jaden, tell us about yourself. Uh, I was raised in Missoula. Big Cat fan, though. I like the Dolphins as a NFL team, so I don't even want to. I don't even want to go into that currently, but Yikes. yeah, we kind of uh, started this podcast because we realized there was either podcasts or talk shows about the Cats or the Grizz, and we kind of just wanted to blend the two to get both sides. Well said, Jaden, and a little background about me. I'm here from Montana. I go to school uh, here at the University of Montana. Born in Denver, though, and that makes all of my teams professionally uh, obsessed there, so Nuggets, Broncos, Avs, etc. Diehard fan, but... We don't need to go into that, um, but good morning about the podcast. Future, we plan on bringing on some friends to the show and talking about basically anything. So if you want to talk, just hit me or Jaden up, DM, text, kick, you name kick. it. MySpace. LinkedIn, whatever you want to do. Hopefully in the future, we'll uh, have a YouTube channel and we'll get some live video going and it'll be a cool little atmosphere and we'll bring on some buddies, but... For now, we're just getting started, and this is episode one, and we're ready. Let's get into it. Well, we have a lot to talk about, so let's get right to it. Uh, We're going to talk about last week's conference championship games quickly, then we're going to go to a preview of the Super Bowl, and then we're going to go into some NBA trade talk, since the deadline was today, and our picks of the week for this weekend. So, looking back, last we saw Bengals versus Chiefs. Uh, Bengals came away... Victorious, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Um, crazy upset. Right after the game, what were you? Wow, what were you thinking? I uh, I watched this one at the ski hill actually, but I mean, if you're the Chiefs, how do you blow a lead twice to the same team? Now, if it's it's kind of weird because if the Chiefs would have scored before the half with Tyree Kill, I think it's a completely different ball game. But they didn't, and then they fell flat on their face second half. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. The part that's so confusing to me when they blow it to the same team twice as the score was the exact same at halftime both games so if you're the coaching staff for the Chiefs it's like all right we know what they did to us last time let's not have it happen again well to their credit though it didn't happen again because last time it was 90% Jamar Chase this time it was T Higgins I mean yeah but it was all Joe Burrow it was all Joe so cool, cool Jay can't can't cool him off right now he's playing you can throw a fire at that guy. He, stay, he stays cool. Brr. But uh, Jaden and I both picked last week that the Bengals would uh, win, and we did that correctly, thank God. Cause T- team not of destiny. A, yeah, and I'm not a Chiefs fan, never will be. Uh, more of a Chiefs hater, but... Uh, yeah, I thought it was a complete choke show for Mahomes. Um, it may have taken Mahomes 13 seconds to beat the Bills, but it took him 13 seconds to lose the game. So that was great to see, uh, my perspective. Uh, but at one point, when I was watching the first half, I was literally about to turn the game off because we know how those Chiefs games go. It's like, all right, this is it. But then again, I shouldn't have doubted Joe. Started watching the game again, and what I saw next was just like out of a fairy tale for that kid. What is this? What has this dude not done in, since he got laid out in the uh, the UCF game? Hasn't lost a playoff game. Hasn't lost a playoff game. Nor Jamar Chase in his co- in his collegiate and uh, NFL career has not lost a playoff game. There's no way 
that there's any other duo that's been like that. I, I, I doubt it. Burrow was 23 of 38 on passing attempts, but what was biggest was two touchdowns, second half, and one of them was a game-tying throw to Jamar Chase. What I kept seeing from the Chiefs' defense was surprising me because they would double them all throughout the game, and then once they hit the red zone, it was 1v1. Chiefs' defense kind of looked like the first four weeks. Chiefs' defense in the second half, where, like, alignment was off, and Tyron Matthew was playing. So you can't say, like, oh, that's on Daniel Sorensen for not being lined up. Like, no, the entire team was, as soon as the Bengals got to the red zone, they were, like, they were worried too much about Joe Mixon. Yeah, and what really helped him, especially with Joe Mixon, is he played way better last game compared to the two games before that in the playoffs. Uh, He had 115 total yards in the game for Mixon, so that's combined with receiving and rushing. And I think, though, he's going to have quite the challenge next week, so we'll definitely dive into that, but that may have been Mixon's best game at playoffs. Uh, 100%. So after that complete shift after halftime, B.J. Hill came up with that interception late in the third quarter. That is... When I started seeing the downfall, like, I didn't really understand the Chiefs were going to blow it, but, like, that kind of was, like, it's it. It kind of, I'm not going to say exposed Patrick Mahomes, because every time someone says, like, Patrick Mahomes got exposed, it turns out to be a fluke game. But he kind of turned into a two-read quarterback, or a one-read quarterback in that second half. Because usually, I mean, the Romo raved about, you know, he goes through his progressions, he'll run around dancing, but second half... He was trying to force it to his best players. Yeah, exactly. And with the Bengals scoring 24 consecutive points, you think you just see a different play style. Maybe Andy Reid would just call play actions, maybe. Or the Bengals were really good at disguising their blitzes in the red zone. They wouldn't rush a lot of people when there was a lot of open field. Like, for example, when the Chiefs were at their 50, they'd rush three. Everyone else is in coverage, how it should be, but... I think what they did so well on was blitzing in the red zone. And then they also only had one uh, safety up high, which was confusing at first because, you know, you, how many threats are on that team to go deep. But the coverage was just remarkable because right after that happened, it was Mahomes was clamped. I mean, it's rare to say, but I think this Bengals team actually has the speed to keep up with the uh, Chiefs receivers, so that allows them to go man blitz more, man blitzing, whereas the as the Bills were the number one defense in the NFL, they didn't have the speed at corner, so they had to go a lot of zone, and like that's when you would just be screaming at the TV to guard Travis Kelsey on a third down, but they couldn't since they had to be in zone. No, that cover one robber definitely was their package for that game, and I don't know if you'll even see it again because it's such a complex offense when you're stopping the Chiefs, but I think the stat of the game was that Mahomes had a 98 uh, QBR in the first half, in the second half in overtime, his QBR was 1.4. He wasn't taking what the Bengals were giving him, which was the short routes to the, you know, a short route to McCole Hardman still has the possibility to go the distance rather than a short route to, like, a tight end or a slow receiver. And so I think Mahomes just spent way too much time in the pocket and then dancing. Thinking he'd create it. Thinking he'd, thinking he'd create, like, something out of nothing which to his credit he usually does but not this time i'm gonna fire through some questions for you here we'll discuss each one of them for about a minute is joe burr a top five quarterback going into next season uh i think yes i think he's sitting i think he's sitting at four i think it's patty josh allen aaron joe you don't think kyler murray's better than him i 
I don't know what's up with Kyler Murray. He's very good for seven seasons. Him and Russell Wilson, or first seven weeks. Him and Russell Wilson, probably the two best quarterbacks you can have in, in fantasy for the first seven weeks of football. Then they just fall off. Teams figure him out. Teams figure him out, 100%. Where do we see this duo of Burrow and Chase ranked next season in the league? Because we have potentially another Rodgers year, if he does go with Adams. And then we also have Kyler Murray, D-Hop. Uh, Cup and Stafford, I could keep going, but what do I, you think? I think consistency-wise throughout the year, they're going to be three. I think Cup Stafford will continue to be insane next year, whether they keep OBJ or not. Do we see a hungrier Chiefs team next season, and what position do you think they take in the draft? I think linebacker in the draft. I don't see – or linebacker, DB. I don't see how you can make that offense any better than it already is. Maybe O-line. But I think they'd rather trade for an O lineman than a or sign an O lineman than draft an O lineman. And I absolutely think this team will be hungry. I think for this team and what's it what it has done in the past three years, anything but a Super Bowl ring is disappointment. I think we see a pocket Mahomes next season. I think we see like a Brady esque Mahomes. And especially when you look at the draft, I think they're going D B again. Or I think they could buff the line again, but we'll see. Now that the Chiefs lost, do we like the overtime rules again? I still think no, because since these overtime rules have been implemented, teams that have won the coin toss are now 11-2. See, that's that's surprising to me. I still think, though, I think you've got to keep it. I think you've got to keep it because the defense has to show up. And the Bengals deserve to win the game because their defense showed up. Their defense did show up, but the difference between the Bills and the uh, Bengals game for the Chiefs was both teams got the football. I think at least both teams should touch the football. Like college. Like college. Do you think they should keep the same college rules, or would you imp- like change that up? I would. If they go the college rules route, I would change it up, start make offenses are too good in the league, so I would make them start at the 40 where it's a tough kick for the kicker if they have to take the points. And also, you have to have like a good drive planned. No, I, I definitely can understand it because I've been reading a lot about it. But I'm going to keep my 2015 Denver Broncos vibe and defense wins championships. So <laughs> we're holding on to that over time, in my opinion. Let's jump next game. We had NFC Championship was 49ers versus Rams. We also saw another come-from-behind victory with Stafford and the gang. The Rams were finally able to end their six-game losing streak to the Niners. And I was so close to picking the correct score of this game when Jaden and I were talking about it last week. But we both also picked the Rams to win. So we did well on the championship side. But what did you think about this game, Jaden? It was a weird one since I think for the past, I don't know how many years, the AFC Championship game was a lot more entertaining to watch than the def- or NFC Championship game. But going into this game, I mean, Jimmy G is gone. Has to be. He's not your franchise quarterback. There's a reason you traded up for Trey Lance, so they already have guys in the waiting for it. I think Trey Lance works better in Kyle Shanahan's scheme. And as for the game, both teams wanted to lose. I think that's apparent. Like, obviously, that's not the case, but both teams showed or was playing like they just wanted to lose. Yeah, I definitely saw the Niners winning this game as I was watching. It just looked like a classic game for them to win, kind of like the Green Bay ugly game, just kind of a grind and grit. But seriously, when I think 
like six minutes or seven minutes left when Tart dropped that pick, I think the Rams knew like, oh, our season just about ended, so let's play. And that kind of set the momentum the rest of the game. But hats off to Vaughn and Donald for getting the job done, and they're both headed into their second Super Bowl. They held the Niners to only 50 rushing yards, which is so impressive. Absurd. When you have Shanahan as a coach, it's... His whole praise is the creativity in the run game, him and Mike McDaniel. Yeah, and you have Debo, and Mitchell's showed he was a great running back this season. So it really shows that this D line for the Rams is not fucking around. OBJ and Cup are a great one-two combo. We've learned that now. When did we say that? OBJ and Cup are a great one-two combo. Uh, we've seen that now through the playoffs. They uh, combined for 255 yards of Stafford's 337 yards. I don't think anyone had any doubt that this duo would be absolutely absurd because Cooper Cup this season has won the Triple Crown. I think he should win MVP. He won't. Probably Rodgers or Brady again. But I think He'll win Offensive Player of the Year. He will win Offensive Player of the Year. But that makes no sense, though. If you look at like the MVP thing, and we're talking MVP, most valuable player to a team, Cooper Cup has been that. Well, would of would the Rams be in the Super Bowl without Cooper Cup? I don't think so, no. That People will debate that they still would because of the defense. Defense does win championships. We need points to score. I know, but you still have OBJ, Van Jefferson. Uh, you still have some studs on the offensive side. Uh, Stafford is finally making his first Super Bowl appearance. Um, how awesome for Lions fans. That is uh, a pretty awesome... Pretty awesome stat for him. It's basically uh, a Lions-Rams versus Bengals Super Bowl. I feel so bad for Lions fans because the entire like whole playoff run they've just been getting like shit on for like Lions are sucky organization. You know Matthew Stafford should have traded a long time ago. But like on the other hand, they don't care. I've seen more Lions cheering for the Rams than I've seen Rams fans cheering for the Rams. Hey, at least they have Barry Sanders. They do Barry. Got to give him that. I don't think they would have uh, won this game without Stafford because uh, they scored 13 points in the fourth quarter, and you need a leader to do that. You need, like, a Peyton Manning-esque, Tom Brady-esque, you know. And Stafford may not have that high-glory name, but, I mean, he's here now. He's, he's a winner in all accounts of the word. I mean, he, he didn't really get to see that with the Lions since he, had, he didn't have Cooper Cup, he didn't have OBJ, he didn't have half the O-line he does now. But, like, you're seeing him truly blossom, see the late-game presence he is. So let's jump into uh, some questions before we get on to some Super Bowl talk. Are the Niners bound to make another run again next season? The NFC West is going to be tough still if Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson return. I think I think it's similar to the Rams and the Chiefs where it's you have so much talent on that team. If you don't make the if you don't win the Super Bowl, it's a disappointing season. You have George Kittle, Debo Samuel. I think with Trey Lance at the helm, this team will take the NFC West. Speaking of Debo, awesome season from him. I really like the way he plays, kind of like a, I don't know. That's kind of how I played in, in high school it's a, a little lineback. bit. Just like a, not, like a, I was chubbier in high school, but he's like a muscular running receiver. He's a dude. Yeah, he's a dude. Who do you see the Niners drafting? I could see another receiver. Really? I Yeah. I mean, because we got Samuel Ayuk. Maybe another tight end, too. He started getting more uh, 22 personnel out there. 
or not 22, but 21 personnel out there. I think they take a DB. Do you think they take? I, think... I actually, yeah, I, yeah, I actually agree with that. I yeah. changed my mind. DB. Just if you look at the receivers in their division, Metcalf, Hopkins, Cup, Lock. OBJ, Lockett. Chris, don't sleep on Christian Kirk. I think he's solid. Mantis Priester, Rondale Moore, yeah. fast. Andy Isabella. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm sleeping on Andy Isabella. I'm okay with sleeping Andy's, on it. <laughs> Andy's a stud. But let's move on to the Super Bowl, baby. It's Super Bowl week. We're here. Rams versus Bengals, a.k.a. Chase versus Ramsey, in my opinion. Um, I'll first talk about what I think. I think that uh, whoever wins that matchup is going to obviously have the biggest impact. I think most people are going to go with Ramsey, obviously. But I don't know. I think this is the game where we like we really see the hype around Chase. Like, Even if he gets locked down, does he make a play? I don't think he'll be there as he was against the Titans or against the Chiefs the first time. But I think he'll have that one big play, like late third, early fourth quarter, that just kind of blows the game open. Yeah, and I also think that the O-line, D-line, huge thing right there. It's, um, yeah. it, I mean, Burrow could be sacked ten times this game, or Burrow could be a stud and only get sacked twice and win. I think keys to the game for Burrow is the ability of the short passing game, screens, slants, outs. Anything that gets the ball out of his hands quick and then make since the Rams defense starts and stops with the D line and Jalen Ramsey. After that, they are pretty weak. They have Eric Weddle, who's been retired for two years. So I think in order for Joe and the Bengals to win, they need to attack the spots where the where the Rams aren't so strong. Should we talk about what Stafford needs to do to win yeah, the game? Give me some ask me some shit. Alright. What do you think Stafford needs to do to win this ball game? Well, he already has his two studs, you know. I think he just needs to find one of them because this Bengals defense is playing good. But do the Chiefs have two elite receivers? They have an elite tight end and an elite receiver, but do they have two elite receivers? No. So I'm saying if Stafford can just get the ball out and be smart with it like he usually does, he can win this game. I think he loses this game when he starts forcing it. I'm saying if Stafford throws multiple picks, they lose. We saw that with Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow, second half Joe Burrow is a myth. Okay, this man is untouchable in the second half. So what Stafford needs to do is take care of the ball. He has the weapons. He has the line. He has the backfield. He has the game plan. He has everything he needs to win this game. Rams should win this game. Rams are better than the Bengals in every category. Yes, I agree. Except kicker. We got Robert, the pizza <laughs> delivery guy here. If anyone's name is Robert listening to this get your in, pizza, the, uh, Robert. in the Missoula area, we got your pizza, and we want a cold case of Dr. Pepper for ransom. You're really making me want Dr. Pepper after you say it. Dude, I'm telling you. Dude, don't. It's God's word. That shit's, I'm trying I, to do a no-soda diet. You know, that's a stupid diet. You know how many times me and my friends have talked about if you can get alcohol into Dr. Pepper without changing the taste, I have one for you. That will kill lives. I was at a very religious wedding this summer. <laughs> Are you sure it just wasn't straight Dr. Pepper? Very religious <laughs> wedding. No, no, no. We made the drink. We put right. it in the water bottle. So There was alcohol. no alcohol there at all. Banana rum and Dr. Pepper. Banana rum. Isn't you, there a... You know who you are listening to this if, uh, if you're listening to this with the banana rum DP combo. 
I'll I'll check it out. Who do you see having a better game, Von Miller or Aaron Donald? I know how much this is going to hurt you. Aaron Donald. I'm not going to disagree with you because Aaron Donald's better. Aaron Donald. It's not that Aaron Donald's better. It's just Von Miller's not in his prime anymore. Aaron Donald is. But the reason why I think Von is because they're going to, I don't even know, they might triple team Donald. Because that's the guy who's going to mess with them the most. Because they're trying, they're going to try and ground and pound. They're going to try and get quick passes out. Vaughn's not going to be able to get there off the edge with those quick passes fast. Mm-hmm. It's Donald that can just rip right through. Donald's got hands, too. There might, I'm not saying it, but like I would, te- I would tease an Aaron Donald pick. All right. I, oh, I got to find one for you. Go ahead. What color of Gatorade? You know, you could go the classic orange. I think the Bengals definitely drink orange Gatorade. Ba- Bengals have, been, have said they drink orange Gatorade. But I'm, I'm thinking of it as this. So what I have found out is there are three types or three different things of Gatorade, like on each sideline. And so obviously the shitty one isn't going to get drank. So with that being said, I say green. I'm going to go green. Who the fuck likes green Gatorade? You think it's just random? I, 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 call, I think green or white random one. It's green or white. If the Bengals win, it's 100% orange because you know all those things are filled with orange Gatorade. Oh, yeah. But if the Rams win, I'm going green or white. I don't think it's going to be blue. Blue is going to be I'm going long blue. gone by that point. I'm going blue. I, I don't think. I think it's green or white. I mean, I did put a bet down for orange Gatorade. No one's saying red. No one's going red Gatorade. No, the team is red. And red's a good flavor. Yeah, but red's, red's the main red, Gatorade Red's flavor. a solid no, flavor. Uh, red was not the first flavor. It was, uh, it was green. Green, yeah. yeah. You are correct. I'm going to get into some uh, funny bets, prop bets here, so we can just take some picks. First turnover of the game, interception or a fumble? Interception. By who? I think Joe's going to throw an early one. That's a good pick because I was thinking the same thing. I think later on in the game, Stafford will have one. So I'm going to give you I, – Oh, I can also see Sony Michelle fumbling, but I think it's going to be after a pick. Fair. Or, uh, no, Cam Akers. I can see Cam Akers fumbling. Stafford. Over 280 yards? No. I think, it'll gonna, be, I think it'll be 250 something with 130 going to Cup. Okay, okay. I think he does go over, but we shall see. Um, will he throw at least two touchdown passes? Yes. Since I, mm, I do have the over in this game, so I'm saying. Same big scores. And there's a reason. We'll we'll get into why I have what number I picked for each team. What side of the bet would you take here? Will Kim Akers score at least one touchdown and Rams win the game? If it happens, it's plus 178. Any other result, minus 245. Let's that's minus 245 because I don't think it'll happen. Wait, is it Cam Akers score or score twice? Score at least one touchdown. Oh, I could see him scoring, but I, out of the team of Destiny Bengals. Will Cooper Cup score at least one touchdown? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to go no. You don't think? No. I think I think they do a great it, job on Cup, and it's an OBJ. It's Eli so Apple. I don't think he scores one. It's Eli Apple. We'll save those picks for later. We will. Will Odell score at least one touchdown? Yes. Yes. I think he scores two. I think he's... Yeah, no. I think he scores... 
I think he scores two as well. Yeah. I think he's gonna have an he's gonna have an, a classic Odell Teddy celebration. He might bring back the whip. Will Burrow have more than two hundred seventy six yards? Yes. Will he throw at least two touchdown passes? Yes. Will he throw at least one interception? Also, yes. Parlay him, baby. <laughs> Par- parlay all of those. Trey Young, three-point field goals made versus Matthew Stafford rushing yards in a game. What are you taking? That's a good one. I'm, I'm taking Stafford. I'm taking Trey's threes. Nah. I don't think he gets Who, any wait, rushing yards. Who's Trey yards. playing? Uh, Boston. No, no, no. Mm, that's who Jalen Brown on him or Marcus Smart? I think it's Marcus. Their best defender either way. I think it's Marcus. Yeah, I'm still taking the Stafford because he'll have like a third down QB draw or QB sneak, and then I think he he pulls the scrambling over about twelve, once or twice. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we're gonna move on now to uh, some NBA trades today because NBA trade deadline uh, was at one o'clock Mountain Time today. Biggest trade. Let's get into it. I want to get your reaction and your grade. Brooklyn Nets received Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, 2022 first-round pick, 2027 first-round pick. Sixers receive Harden and the boy Millsap. Who won the trade? Nets definitely won the trade. Even though you had Ben Simmons on your team, which I'm not a big fan, you can't shoot past two feet, you got two first-round picks. Well, I think Simmons will actually want to play now, though. Yeah, but he's still, it doesn't change the fact that he can't score outside of two feet. Great defender, though. Yeah. They needed that. They did need that, but, I mean, away game Kyrie, you're fine. Nuggets Sick. showed that, that it's nothing the other night. Ky- well, Kyrie is he's still getting I'm in not shape. Conf- I'm not confident in Kyrie right now. He's in a round shape right now. He needs to get back to flat. You're an asshole. <laughs> so what do you grade the Nets on this trade? B plus. B plus? B plus. Because you still have Ben Simmons. B. Actually, I'm going down to B. You still have Ben Simmons, but you got a lot of other good good key things you needed. I'm going to go A minus because I'm looking at not just offense here. I'm just going complete because you got your offense with Seth Curry, but Drummond and Simmons are good defenders, and they needed that. That's one of the things that they needed was defense. Uh, what do you grade the Sixers on this? I'm going to go B again, just because you did give away two first-rounders, which is never never good. But you did get uh, – it depends. You get James Harden. Now, it depends on which James Harden you're getting. Does he buy into the team? This one surprised me. This one I actually didn't see coming. Is I don't know if CJ? I – No, I don't know if – it was because I didn't hear about it, didn't read into it, didn't see anything. But Kristaps, Porzingis to Washington, uh, Dinwiddie to Dallas. Overall scheme of NBA oh. championship doesn't mean a thing. Don't forget Davis Bertans going That's back. huge. Now that changes. Going back to the Wizards. Now that changes everything. But huge. no, overall, overall, <laughs> overall scheme, I don't think. Overall scheme of chasing a title, neither of those teams are in it. I think... The Mavericks really messed up here. I would have liked them. To Who's keep their big now? No. Boban. Boban. If the Mavericks, I know this is biased. Do they, to say, do they but trade for Taco Fall? If you're, if you're playing <laughs> Taco Fall, baby. If you're playing, that's a big. That's a extremely big guy. If you're playing teams with elite centers, Nuggets, Sixers, 
I mean, even the Rockets uh, would. Julius Randle's not a center, but he's big. This, Point, the Sabonis, any of those guys, they're going to have trouble now every single yeah. game. They're going to have trouble. They have Boban, but like I've seen Boban be – he's been exposed so many times. He'll have like one great block, and people think he's great. Like he'll he'll probably have like one good block a game where yeah. you're like, wow, this guy's great at defense while the guy he's going against drops thirty. I think the Wizards really won this trade. Dinwiddie hasn't I haven't seen the same Dinwiddie since Brooklyn. Yeah. And you now you add Porzingis on a team that's got some good players. I mean, Montrez yeah. Harrell. Um They need a backcourt still. Yeah. And where did Cam Radish go? Out it was earlier the in the season, but where did Cam Radish go? Did he go to Washington? No, he went to the Knicks. Yeah, and he's not playing. Why? Cam Radish is not playing because Thibodeau won't play him. That's dumb. I know. I was. Talking, I was a firm believer on that Duke team. He was the best player. I was talking to Colton about it earlier. He's because he's a Knicks fan. He's a huge Porzingis fan too. Oh, but his, his name is Porzing God. Porzing God. Hit him up online. Great Apex player. Um. But he is so confused because Reddish is a good player. On that Duke team with Zion, Trey Jones, and uh, RJ and Cam, I thought he was, if, if we're talking about the overall best player, I think that's Zion. If we're talking about the biggest importance to the team, that's Cam Reddish. You saw it in the uh, Florida State game and the Louisville game. Where Louisville game, it was apparent. They were down big. Reddish gets hot. I think Cam Reddish is a very underrated player. I thought that he was going to get traded again. I After thought. hearing that Thibodeau wouldn't play him, I thought he was going to. So so with that being said, though, is Zion now going to the Knicks? He has to get out of New Orleans. New Orleans, won't, New Orleans won't get rid of him unless he actually literally can't walk. Yeah, it's make, he can't walk. It's making him fat. You think he's purposely getting fat to get to New York? I don't think he's purposely getting fat. I just think there's a lot of great food in New Orleans. Fair. And he's not on the court right now, so it's like, what else is he going to do? He, need, he needs calories. Uh, let's jump to the next trade. I need to backtrack my last statement because totally spaced out. The, the Wizards traded Montrez Harrell today to Charlotte. Oh, I know that. Um, Wizards received Ish Smith. Not a crazy trade, Great honestly, name, but the Hornets now with Harrell. Um, they got LaMelo, Harrell. Miles Bridges. That's a that's a good fit for Harold. Yeah, yeah. I think I think overall that's the best name trade. For sure. Ish Smith, Montrezl Harrell. Ish Smith is good, man. Ish Smith is good. Derek White to Boston, Josh Richardson to San Antonio. What is Boston doing? I've always asked that. I mean, ever since it. I, if, ever I, since I, I understood ever since the they IT. did I no they I wronged that man. The IT, they wronged that man. That man dropped 100, basically, in a game. And what, they won one game in that series, too? My favorite 2K player of all time. Oh, no, it's a, for me, it's before they changed the layup, Kyrie. Where now it's like time. Lich yeah, Kyrie. time it. Yeah. yeah. Eurostep Kyrie. Monte Ellis was good, too. Eurostep, hopstep Kyrie. It was unguardable. 2016. I think I used to have, I think my favorite 2K franchise of all time. I had Monte Ellis and Kyrie as my backcourt, and I'm pretty sure I ran it like four years in a row. Like, I just loved playing with those two. Kyrie and JR. That's all I needed. And maybe Amon Shumpert. JR. Maybe Amon Shumpert if One I needed him. My favorite him. players ever. JR. Let's move on. We got uh, quite a bit more trades to go, so let's get through these. Are you surprised Damien didn't get traded? I have two questions. No, because 
all I hear all year long is he's going to be traded, and then he's not going to be traded, and then he's going to be traded. So they're obviously not going to trade him. Well, I knew they weren't going to trade him, but like, are you surprised they didn't get him any help? They they traded his best no, friend. No, they made him. They made him worse. They traded his best friend. They made him worse. They made him worse. And second question: Are you surprised by the Laker the GM not doing anything? That game against Portland was bad. No was, Russell Westbrook. You can't put it on him. And Dame didn't even play. That's bad. And LeBron and Davis played. And Davis didn't shoot the ball in the fourth quarter. They're they're the nine in the West, and I think they should be lower than that. I think they should be the twelve. Someone disrespected him so bad. Who was it? Um, Suns. Cameron Payne. Did you hear what he said about him? Mm-hmm. He was like, "Lakers are the worst seed in the West." They are. About time. I'm. I'm not a big LeBron guy. A lot of people know that. I like early LeBron. But let's get into uh, next trade. Detroit Pistons receive Marvin Bagley. Clippers get Rodney Hood. Bucks get Sergi Baca in a 22 second round pick. And the Kings, who I want to talk about a little bit, get DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lyles. I think the Kings... The Kings won that trade. I think the Kings did the best out of every other team in the NBA in the trade deadline. I think they did too. And their fans were the most upset. Halliburton. That. Well, that was just because of the thing Halliburton said. You know Marvin Bagley's dad is so happy. I he did honestly, not want him there. I haven't heard that name in a minute. He just. He, I thought he would be. I thought he would be great in the uh, NBA. Yeah, he's a stud for Duke. Yeah, he hasn't done shit. Well, I don't think he likes playing in Sacramento. One percent. Sacramento's a tough town to live in. And then, what do you think about the Bucks turning Divincenzo into? Iblaka. DiVincenzo helped that team a lot. So I'm not sure. Is it if is it the greatest knowledge show now? Can we say that? Yeah, if you want to. In the backcourt, is it Drew Holiday and Grace Nolan? I used to like Grace Nolan. Which trip which trip changed your mind? The recent one. The, In the NBA? Not the trip, the broken wrist one. Where was that? Who hurt someone? Remember? He went up and hurts like he went up. Who was it? He got suspended a game. That was clean. I like Grayson Allen Duke a lot, but now I'm not a huge fan. See, Grayson Allen Duke was very hated. I like... Exactly. That's why I liked him. I still remember... <laughs> I still remember... Okay, this was before all the tripping. Freshman year, Grayson Allen, national championship game. He's the reason they won that. Yeah, it is. Him and Tyus Jones. Yeah, I remember because Grayson Allen... He'd have the ball on his left hand, or he'd be on the right or left wing, and he would just cross over and take it to the other side of the rim, and he probably did it ten times. And it worked. Every and he time. would get sealed. He was a hustle player. He'd get like in ones. He was he was the best hustle player, best six man white guy you've ever seen out there. Mick Buckets. He was. Tory Craig to Phoenix. Jalen Smith to Indiana Indiana. Not much. Not no. But you're a Suns fan and want to ask you about that one. I love Tory Craig. He's an old nugget. I got a picture with him on my phone. Really? He didn't play much. Great defender. Great defender, though. Which we need that. Solid. Some more nuggets. P.J. Dozier and Bull Bull to Orlando for, like, money. <laughs> yeah. Second round pick and money. Cash. Well, that cash always helps. Doesn't mean much, but just know it's the Mo Bamba Bull Bull show down in Orlando. Now. I like that. They got, they got, like, a... If we're talking, like, great young talent and just great names... R.J. Hampton. Cole. Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony. What do they got? Uh, who they draft? Let's talk C.J. McCollum to New Orleans. I know we just talked about it, but let's look at it in the New Orleans aspect. Great for New Orleans, heartbreaking for Portland. 
They did get Nikhil Alexander-Walker, though. He's a sleeper. Like, if I had to make a sleeper chart, he'd be up there right away. Because that guy's cold. I watched him in Summer League. It was Zion's first game or whatever uh, when they played the Knicks. uh, First Summer League game. Zion had, like, what, 12 points? I I think Alexander-Walker dropped, like, 38. Okay, is he is he a summer league talent though? He still played well. I think I think he is. Hit, I don't the have problem his stats is he just took like every chemistry away you had with Dame on that team. What does he have now? Gary Trent. Gary Trent's gone. So who does he have? Not Norman Powell. Um, Collins. Nope, he's gone. Who is on the Blazers? Nurkic. Nurkic. That's bad. Nurkic. That's way bad. Um, I honestly could and for me and for, I can't say his name Simons. Not a lot, not not a not a whole ton. I think though if Zion comes back, like hopefully as yeah. as people you know the original Zion people think two K covers Zion. Two K covers Zion less New Orleans food in him. Zion. I think uh, the Pelicans be all right huh. if Zion turns out to be bad. Is he the biggest bust of all time? Anthony Bennett is still the biggest possible. You time. think Zion was? You think Anthony Bennett had more hype than Zion coming up? I still remember Zion's first game, like after injury. I went to Wendy's and asked for the Zion. I asked for the four four, and the guy understood me. Shout out to that guy. Shout out to that Wendy's guy. You don't ask for the Bennett at Subway. I mean, Anthony Bennett will will always go down in history as the biggest bust. Let's get into one more because these these are pretty small. Karis Levert to Cleveland. Cleveland's Cleveland's low key. I think they're a four seed right now. Okay, they're less low key than I thought they were. They are doing pretty good. Darius, that back, that backcourt is insane. They only gave up Rubio in a first round pick. That is a great trade. Oh yeah, Cavs are Cavs are coming back. Cavs are low key. Yeah, if I had to root for a team in the West, it's definitely East. it's definitely Seti Osman. Seti, yeah. That about rounds up our NBA trade talk. Let's talk a little. Cat Grizz. All right, so biggest news coming out of Cat Grizz this week, football-wise, is Grizz's $7.2 million indoor practice facility is almost fully funded, privately funded. A few things I have. One, why don't they give us the number? I tried to find it everywhere. They're like, they're close. What do you mean? They're like, there's, it's, so the, the whole... The number of what? The whole, like, thing is $7.2 million. Yeah. And they, they're like, every article I read just said they're close to it. Huh. Like, so they just got to ask Danny for a little bit more money. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it is privately funded. The Washingtons are coming in clutch here. You know, it's, the biggest thing isn't for the players here. It's the intramural sports. That's huge. We're getting flag football this is, this for the is, students indoor. Everyone thinks it's for the football track team. This is not. This is for the students. Intramural soccer is about to be re. Like, every student's 20 bucks should go straight into that facility. I'm telling you now, the intramurals here at UM are one or two out of ten. My freshman year, they were before COVID. It was like a six out of ten. They were doing, but now that there's less students and even less push, this facility I think will bring back all. They the need reels. students. I, well, so my freshman year when I was working for the newspaper on campus, I went and inter- interviewed the head of intramurals here because I did a story on how intramurals are dying. Because I went out to play a uh, spike ball. I'm wearing the shirt right now. I went out to wear, play a spike ball tournament, and. There was three other teams, and one of the teams never even played. 
and so Braden and I won in like ten minutes, and I walked away with a championship shirt. That's stupid. So stupid. I've heard the Bozeman Arena are actually really fun since they have that like a. I think it's the cross and soccer field. Yeah, it's turf. That's what I'm saying. It's once, right outside of Yellowstone. Once you get some nice stuff, kids yeah. will want to come play. Yeah. Cats is indoors on the way. But I have a few questions for you. I'm here. How big of a role does this play in recruiting? In-state and out-of-state. Because they did lose the in-state battle this year. Yep. 12 to 10, maybe 11. But they didn't lose the in-state game. But they didn't go farther. All I would say recruiting-wise is... It obviously won't hurt. I mean, not a chance. So it has to help. If you have a guy from out of state doesn't know anything about the cast of the Grizz, how big of a role do you think facilities and them getting the indoor makes? Since that, well, nowadays they don't really recruit, go after the same guys unless it's on defense. Well, you're going to get those players across the country that want flash. They want to play in a nice area. Yeah. They want to, you know. So this will definitely help. But if you look at the Champion Center, already for the Grizz, they already have a private facility you can work out in yeah. it's basically underground and they have all this stuff i mean every every d1 campus does but i think this training facility it'll put it'll put over the top i think well i'm glad you said that about the uh, champion center because cats did get the bac this year so in terms of workout and weight room it's they're identical you get a f- own private area do the so, cats have a practice facility though practice uh they have a field do they have it? Is it indoor though? Like, are you talking about like the Champion Center type thing? No, 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 no. Like, like an indoor new, field. The new, what's coming here? Are they? Do they have one of those? They have one in the works. So they both are having. Yeah, except Grizz will get it first. Okay, so it's not official yet, but yeah. they, they, okay. And biggest question I have, or biggest. Yes, we're gonna big, win again next year. I understand. I know you. I know you're gonna say it. I with know. who? With who? I'm just kidding. Uh, Lucas Johnson. Who? That's who. Who? Quarterback. San Matt Diego McKay? State. Those two, far different. I would say far different. Uh-huh. After watching the film from uh, the quarterback from San Diego State, he's not one-dimensional like McKay. McKay was two-dimensional. McKay not, was very two-dimensional. Not in Cat Grizz. Well, obviously. And then we saw McKay the, wasn't even one-dimensional. And we saw it the week before too. McKay wasn't even one-dimensional in Cat Grizz. Negative one-dimensional. Yeah. Sideline dimensional. Anyway, my question. Er, it's not really a question for you, but it's kind of an overall th- thing I saw. Is on the Cats' biggest push to the championship game this year. We got to the chipper, and I realized we were down bad one thing. The game's in Texas, not at home, where it's snowy and cold. And so for the semifinal game, that helped us. Where it was like, you know. Absolutely. We've been, we've been playing, and they've been playing, practicing in that for a week. Absolutely. You guys walk through the, the bracket so easily. And you got to the chipper, and it showed. But you just said it for yourself. So how? Wait, 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 wait. Question. No, no, no. sidetrack. <laughs> sidetrack. I never said it was easy. I know. Never said it was easy. I did. But I have a question for you. So the only team that beat NDSU this year was South Dakota State, and we beat them. So how was our side easier? I would say your first round game was far easier than the Grizz game. Yeah, but that that's regional. Yeah, but we went up against one of the best quarterbacks in the nation in the FCS. Who you already lost to, and you got your revenge on that. See, that's exactly. the only that's a tough game. Though. That's the only argument I've been hearing. That's after that, game. after that, you can't say shit. What do you mean? We had to play the defending champs at home on the road. I thought sorry, no, it was Sam. Yes, Houston. yes. I sorry, I thought you were talking about no South Coast. It rephrase. Yes, you. Yes, that was a good win, but 
in the, the only, in the haters' eyes, since they were so overrated, they didn't play anyone all year. Yeah, they didn't play anyone all not year. Not one person. Not one person. But if you look 10. at if you look at the spring season, I put that in quotations. They beat bubble year. They beat a. They beat South Coast State. They beat I think NDSU in the semis. I don't know how. I don't. No one knows how. That's what I'm saying. Is that? I don't know how they did it. Cole Schmidt was not that good. Great last name. Oh yeah, the only reason the Cats had an easy second round game, I guess, is because that was an upset. We were supposed to play Mississippi State, who had a lot of FBS transfers. The Cats are good at playing upset games until, because like the Cats were, the Cats were rated higher than the Grizz when they lost, but they beat Eastern Washington when the Eastern was higher rated, and so that like the what I'm trying to say is like the Cats, cats are good when they're the underdog. they show up when they know they're un- when they're the underdog. They're underdog, but yeah. once they start getting the hype around them, that's always how it's been. It's the Carniac Cats. Yeah, and so when you look at the semifinals game, I just take the home field advantage. For that we, one. we weren't favored in that one. No, either. I just take, in my opinion, if the team is underdog at home and it's a semifinal or better game, you have to ride with them like money line. Absolutely. I think the atmosphere, it definitely, there's been two cat games in the, you know, in my lifetime that have been like overarching, like the fans played a role, and that was that semifinal game, and then the 2019 Cactus game. See, South Dakota State, like, doesn't play in the atmosphere. You think it's you think they have a better atmosphere than MSU's? I think it's up there. I think the t- I think when MSU's loaded, I think like when you, you when like that stadium is filled to the Well, obviously that, but like are that's we what I'm saying. I'm talking like they do play in somewhat similar atmosphere cuz when it was the South Coast State NDSU game at South Coast State it was pretty rocking there. It wasn't as rocking, but as packed. I get what you're saying. But like they do have a decent that that and their like whole like you know, they were on the road a lot and all that. They didn't play in an atmosphere till that game. Because if you look at the Sac State game, no one's ever going to be there. Nova, no one cares about football at Nova. My question to you, I have three Cats questions, and then we're going right. to move on. Shoot it. Do we see the same success from Mr. Tommy Touchdown next season? Yes. Why? He'll develop as a passer. He will have Isaiah Fonse back, so that'll take a lot of strain off him. That guy's an eighth-year senior, I swear to God. This is only his fourth year. Fifth Four, if we Fourth year, fourth time. Fifth if we include Kelvin. Snead's been my favorite quarterback in the last five years for the Grizz, for sure. All right, that makes sense. See, my whole thing about Snead is going into that, like, especially going into that 2019 Kakarus game in Bozeman. Last time I was in Bozeman. Yeah, I went to that game. How was it? Awful. Yep. He played no, anyway, so bad. Anyway, is what I saw was Snead was, don't get me wrong, Hurts to say. Snead was a very good quarterback. The problem was is when teams disguised coverages because then he couldn't read it. We saw it in the Weber game, and we saw it in the Bozeman game. He was what you call like a coach player. He wasn't like a coach on the field, like like a Manning-esque. He was – he has one, two, three. If nothing is there, he's running. If all of it stopped, you got him. See, the problem was is he would see – pre-play, he would see like three high, so he would go cover three or uh, cover one. Simple. But then if they would disguise that into show like cover three, show four, or cover four, show three, that's when he would throw a pick. And we saw that in the Weaver game. Yeah, and he also had a tough time. Like, there would be times when he would rush and he shouldn't. Like, he'd have open receivers. Yeah. Like, he would have... Uh, of course. Like, he thought Torrey was such a stud. He'd have Torrey streaking down the sideline. Slant boy? Oh, yeah. He's not a slant boy. Smart? Dude. 
Samari? Yes. He's made some great down-the-field plays. Remember he what? has, but I swear to God, every highlight when he was on the Grizz was a fucking 70-yard slant touchdown. That not, was, al- that was South- always my favorite argument in high school. Not for southwestern uh, Louisiana. Broke Rand- Who? Yeah. <laughs> but did break a, a legend's record in Randy Moss. That's true. And that, except he soiled it by going to Nebraska, even though he's probably going to get drafted. Now. I think he's going to get drafted. He will get drafted. Who, okay, good question. Who do you think goes first, Troy Anderson or Samari Torre? Troy Anderson, yeah. for sure. He's gotten he's he's done great at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. No, but uh, what was I about to say? Anyway, that was my favorite argument in high school. Going uh, every Grizz fan. He's you know, used lead, the Michael Thomas slant lead, boy argument. Oh yeah, leading up to the game. Since every highlight I saw was not a slant slants. Boy. Well, every highlight I saw was slants or a bubble to Jerry. <laughs> you could call Jerry bubble boy. Yeah, bub- he was bubble. But also, great punt returner. But anyway, true. Special teams is where the Grizz always kill the cats. Anyway, so that was always my favorite argument Again, just leading up to that game. is like, oh, he's going to stop Dalton Snead. We know how to guard slant. Yeah. And then what was actually funny to me, my favorite thing is when uh, JMU beat the Grizz this year, two <sighs> slant touchdowns. Don't talk about that game. Big slants. It was that, a clean hit on Cam. That, if we're talking about that. It was a clean hit even, on Cam. Even, whatever even happened. He dove with the head. He was trying to get There's yards. so much hype on the Grizz. It was such a letdown. After after an upset. We did some key injuries, though. I don't care if it was clean or not. He was out of the game. So I'm not I – don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust That's what happened to us Chris Brown, and I don't think the coaching staff does, obviously, because we just brought in a transfer. Maybe in a year or two, Chris Brown will be the guy, but he's not there yet. I don't think yet. he'll ever be the guy. Well, he's that's definitely a Bozeman quarterback, too, like we too were like about. agreeing with you, that's what happened to us in the chipper. Tommy got hurt, drive one. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when your main... Yeah. We did bring him. We did bring in a backup, a transfer from Wyoming. It's like having who, a shitty, it's like having like a Tommy. shitty pitcher in Little League. Basically. Well, like, the problem with once us is... Once they can start, Well, the over. problem with the backups this year for both teams is neither of them played like the uh, starter. Yeah, I agree. Is because Tommy, you know, QB power, run, big guy, also can throw the Josh ball. Josh Allen, without the arm? Not yet. Hey, we have the guy, he that, ain't getting there. We have the guy that built he Josh isn't Allen. Getting, yeah, but he's not getting to that arm strength. Yep. No, nah, probably not. Well, who can throw at 75 fucking yards? I know. Just want to yeah. clarify for the Cats fans Yeah, but there. anyway, so then Allen. Tommy, you know, running the ball, that was one of his strong suits. And then we had Tucker Rovig as our backup, who – couldn't run the ball. I love Tucker, but he couldn't run the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I got one more, two more questions for two you. Two more questions. What identity does the Cats team have next season, you think? Redemption. As in where, though? Like on the field? Like is the offense, is it going to be, are you, oh, gonna, are you like, riding around are you Tommy saying, are, again? Are we a defensive team or yeah, we an yeah, offensive team? Yeah, 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 basically. Or, or a receiving team or a rushing team or a pass, uh, like anything. So, well, two things I want to say. It's one, the trenches, I think. Expect a great offensive and defensive line. Brody Greeby as a freshman was just absurd on the defensive line. Yeah, we ended we, his career in high school. We did uh we did lose Danny Hardy and Amandre Williams, so that hurts. We lost Troy, but I think we have as crazy as it sounds, now hear me out. I think we have guys that can replace Troy. We have a young guy, young freshman, Neil Daly, almost looks like a spitting image of Troy, runs exactly like him, probably less little less fast than him. If I could see Neil Daly and Nolan Askelson filling that role on Those defense. Montana boys? Both Montana boys. Okay. Damn, so Montana and Montana State's just got full linebacking crews from Montana. Basically, yeah. Except for well now. But I us. think 
to, to answer your question, we will be a defensive team, but it won't be like in the show years where we can also score on offense. We will have a good offense. So all around? All around. So where leads to my third question. Where do you see the, where, if this Cats team is bad, where is it? Say, say this Cats if it's team bad? is bad? Yeah, say the Cats team is, this next team is a disappointment, as much as it hurts you to say. I know, I know. I'm saying I'm saying Where um, do you think it would come from first? Lack of leadership. Coaching? Or are you talking about player Players. leadership? Since we lost all our captains. Just like a team that goes down and can't come back? A team that knows they have the talent, but no one to lead them on the field, speaking. Since Vision's not really a – Vision's not trope. We know that. So he's not really like he'll rile the players up. He can rile them up, but it, like he – he Vision relies a lot on the players to do that. And, okay, same question for you. What, what identity do you see the Grizz taking next year? I see us being a defensive team again, but a little more offensive firepower, but at the same time a little less – Better linebacker play, if that makes sense. Uh, I, to rephrase, I think our defensive line and rush will be great again, and the DBs will be there. But I think we're going to be start seeing the Grizz getting beat by running backs and tight ends a lot next year because of that linebacker. Linebacking core is great, but I don't think they can cover um, some elite receivers and that kinda, tight ends and running backs. That kind of leads into my next question. Do you want to see about the same amount of blitz next year or a little less blitz? Do you want to see same. them be able to cover? It sucks when it doesn't work, but when it works, dude, it is awesome. So yep, yep. I want to see the same amount of blitz, but I don't want them to use it in the times they have. Situationally, third, it's gone third wrong. Longs. It's worked in some third and longs, though, because they can't in get some the third ball longs, out. But if you get a good quarterback, like Barrier, the first time you had him in a lot of third and longs, and he gashed you. Barrier gave me Mahomes vibes some games. You know what's crazy? The Cats play Eastern Week 3 on the road. Again. They again, to, on, the road, on the road again. Good. Love to hear it. Hey, no barrier. Okay, at least you get us at home. No barrier, and they have, they have a – I saw the Eastern schedule. I saw, like, the first part. Eastern plays two uh, two FBS teams. One of them is Florida. I want to watch that game. I want to watch that game, too. All right, well, let's get into our hot and cold takes. And So, on this podcast, we do a hot and cold take of the week. Uh, it's pretty evident what a hot take is, but we also do a cold take, and a cold take is – our prediction of an average or better player, team, or coach performing poorly. Uh, example, NFC Divisional game, Aaron Rodgers not having one passing touchdown versus Niners. We're going to start with the hot takes. Got to be a Super Bowl game. It's the only game we really got this week. Hot take, I'm riding with the Simpsons on this one. So we'd have another sim- a potential Simpsons where the Simpsons predicted the Bengals winning 34-31 to over the Rams in the Super Bowl. I thought it wasn't the Rams. I thought it was the Dolphins, It was actually. the Rams. I can pull up the picture. I believe you. It was the Rams. So I'm riding with it. Bengals 34-31 over hidden Bengals money line and, and Orange Gatorade. Gotta forget, can't forget the Orange Gatorade. Can never forget the Orange Gatorade. All right, my hot take of the week. Said it earlier. I'm going OBJ, two touchdowns and, a, and 100 yards. I'm saying both of them. If both of them don't hit, don't count. All right, taking us to our last segment. I want to hear your cold take Of the pod. So I've been thinking it in my head, and we were talking about Cooper Cup earlier, but I'm not. That's who I want to take as the cold take, but I don't want. I think Burrow throws three picks. Really? I got the, uh, wow, that's shocking. I got the Rams under three three sacks. 
Rams under three sacks. I think Burrow is going to show a lot of a lot of uh, college college football. John, show some Johnny football. Show some uh, LSU Joe uh, ability to break the sack. He's going to have a Heisman moment where he gets his pants ripped again. I just want to clarify, I'm not not rooting against Burrow, but with my cold take, I could see it happening. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. A cold take is like something you don't want to happen, but can see happening. One last question. All right, we're taking our picks. Are you riding thirty-four, thirty-one? I'm riding thirty-four, thirty-one. Bengals. Bengals. The Cincinnati Tiger. Well, for me, it's close because on one side, I'm rooting for Joe, and I think he's had literally like it's out of a book what he's done. Yeah. Him and Chase. Whoever wins the Super Bowl, I'm not gonna be mad. No, that's one thing I Stafford, say. the story with Stafford, big time, cup. We've watched him growing up, huge. Both quarterbacks are already yeah. sick as hell for making it. Yeah. I'm going to go Rams because I think defense wins championships. I have always will have to think that just because as a natural defensive Broncos fan and Grizz fan. So, But I think it's a low-scoring game. Not super low, but I'm going to say these Super Bowls are usually weird. These Super Bowls are usually They're weird. usually weird scores. 22-19 Rams. All right. Do you want yes. the over or are you taking the under? It's 49. Under. I'm taking the under. You're taking the under? All right, so we're split. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's always fun. Always fun. Anything else before we wrap this up? I'm good. This is an episode of The Brawl. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully you're listening to this on Spotify or any other way, but thanks for listening, and The Brawl is out. Yeah.